the house is worth whatever it's worth, right? Whoever sells it. Uh, uh, wrong. I'm Charlie. Welcome to Moving Home with Charlie and thank you for coming. Charlie Landing grew up in Sussex, is the founder of Best Agent and presenter of Moving Home with Charlie. If you want to find one of these guys, look out for those compassionate professionals. All estate agents are not the same. So Charlie, what would be your advice for people interested in buying new builds right now? Don't overpay. Do buy, but don't overpay. That's why I say disregard the guff. Read into the numbers and look, and it's buried. The bad news is buried in the small print, okay? Good evening, everyone. Welcome to the Property Press Awards. They may or may not be telling the truth, but you should form your own view. Get out and view, get out and view, get out and view. You cannot be in a position to make offers and have the offers accepted if you're not viewing. Just be out there viewing. Pre prefer, uh... <laughs> Pay attention to the back of the class. If you've not been watching my videos, I did one just a couple of days ago. Disregard the guff, guys. Good morning, everybody. Uh, welcome to an unusual early morning live stream with Moving Over Charlie. And we are also simultaneously live streaming on the Best Agent YouTube channel because normally at this time in the morning, I do the Best Agent Breakfast Show just for estate agents. But this morning, given the news over the weekend, I felt it was worthwhile uh, sharing the information with both movers and agents. Now, I want to begin straight away by saying this. Nothing that's happened and nothing I've seen suggests that anyone's savings or deposits are at risk. The crisis that's happening is between banks. It's to do with banking liquidity and it may affect lending, but no one's savings are at risk. So you do not need to start worrying about that. Honestly, uh, there's, there's, there, there are major problems and I'm about to go into them, but there are problems with the banking sector that's going to lead to lending problems that may lead to um, uh, recession problems and other things. But Nothing I've seen and nothing I've heard suggests that anyone's savings are at risk. So um, one of the things to avoid is unnecessary shifting stuff around. What's happening in America is people who are moving deposits out of smaller banks into bigger banks are actually making the problem worse. Um, now, let me get straight into what's happened. So Credit Suisse, for those of you who don't know, is a 166-year-old bank. Swiss banks are famous for being safe, as well as secretive and private. And it's one of the, it was the eighth biggest bank in the world, and it had approximately a trillion dollars of assets under management. And over the weekend, it has been taken over in a matter of urgency. So only seven days ago, we are now Monday, the 20th of March, just seven days ago, uh, the Swiss government announced a $45 billion um, cash liquidity, basically bailout for Credit Suisse. Well, a week later, in fact, just five days later, that hadn't worked to, to stop its problems. Over the weekend, uh, not just the Swiss government and the bosses of Credit Suisse and the bosses of UBS, which is the bank that's bought it out, but also the Bank of England and the Federal Reserve in America and the Swiss National Bank and the Canadian National Bank and the European Central Bank, all of them have been working flat out over the entire weekend to try and create a sense of calm. And one of the things that they've done is between all of those central banks and the Federal Reserve, they have agreed an emergency uh, dollar liquidity supply, which normally happens once a week, and they decided to make it once a day, and they're doing a coordinated effort. Now, if you saw the 
thumbnail for this video, you'll have seen it was a, a, a water bomber trying to put out a wildfire. So the stage we are at, for those of you who remember my wild banking, banking crises are like wildfires. You never know where they're going to pop up and you don't know whether they're going to be put out or not. So what's happened is the fires in the last seven days have continued to spread. And the events of these governments and central banks um, and, and also things happen in the US as well, where I think 11 big investment banks have put $30 billion of uninsured deposits in to try and save First First National Bank. I can't remember which one it is. I, I forgot the name enough. Um, one of the, one of the, one of the uh, regional banks in, in the US that's looking like it's not going to survive or was. Um, and all of these are, are effectively giant water bombers trying to contain the wildfire. Once a wildfire spreads, you can only put it out when it's small. Once it starts spreading, all you can do is try and contain it. And we're definitely in a containment situation now. And the context of this is, why am I talking about this on a moving home? on a moving home channel. Well, decisions to move home are very long-term decisions and they affect people's lives in a big way. And estate agents who help people move home uh, have their businesses and their own livelihoods also affected by people's decisions to move home. In the survey I did last week, uh, which I've now had over a thousand respondents to that survey, roughly a third said they were putting their move on hold pending the play out of this crisis. If that is true, and if those figures are accurate, um, that is that suggests a further reduction in transactions for estate agents, which is bad news not only for estate agents, but also for people who want to move house. Because the more people who put their move on hold, the less liquidity, the less opportunity to move there is, the harder it becomes to move. And whilst I don't think what's happened over the weekend is going to have any immediate effect on anyone's moves or any UK bank situations, um, it is going to have, it is going to have, uh, in my opinion, uh, uh, an impact in a medium term. Okay, so let me just quickly run through what's happened. And, and uh, just for those of you who haven't got time to watch all this, I'm hoping it'll be done within another 10 minutes from now. Um, but Credit Suisse, one of the world's biggest investment banks, effectively went pop over the weekend, but was bought out to stop it just before it actually went pop. Um HSBC's shares are down, last time I looked a few minutes ago, 7% this morning, uh, 6.5% now. Uh, that's directly as a result of the um, – let me, let me share these, these stories with you. So UBS, Union Bank of Switzerland, agrees emergency rescue of Credit Suisse. All right, that's on the BBC website. Um. The UK is safe and sound, insists the Bank of England, after emergency credit Swiss deal. Now, this I'll come on to in a bit more uh, in a minute, but Credit Suisse has just told $17 billion worth of bondholders. Sorry, guys. So that's your money's gone. $17 billion, And most of those bondholders are other banks. All right. And there are a lot of very, very angry people about that this morning because that is not what was supposed to happen under the new AT1 bonds that were created directly after the 2008 crisis to prevent this happening again, um, these bondholders have been the first ones to it. So, so the shareholders of Credit Suisse got some money. They got about half. They got about 50, 50p on the pound, 50 cents on the dollar uh, from UBS's purchase. Um, but these bondholders are going to get nothing. 
And so that's $17 billion. And that, that market size of 81 additional tier one bonds, bank bonds, is worth about $270 billion. And what's just happened this morning, in other words, Credit Suisse saying, sorry, guys, that $17 billion is now dust, it's gone, um, is severely <clears throat> worrying that particular bond market. So that's another $270, $270 billion of bonds. Um, potentially up the Swanee. So there is HSBC's stock price live this morning. So it's down 6.5%, all right? So the point here is is that even the big banks, they do have some exposure to this. This is not a a threatening move. HSBC is is a gargantuan uh, bank. But it is still a reflection of the contagion spreading. and this story here talks about why the Hong Kong share, the, the HSBC shares fell. And it was on the back of these bonds being rendered worthless. So obviously HSBC held some of those bonds. Um, now, I'm going to go straight to the Bank of England's page here. Because for those people thinking, oh, well, this is, this is Switzerland, it's America, it's not England, that's fine. The Bank of England has been working all weekend and they put out this particular press release yesterday, Sunday night, right? They didn't normally do that. Um, And what they've done is they've announced the Bank of England, in coordination with other central banks, has today decided to further enhance the provision of liquidity. So very, very careful wording. Further enhance. In other words, it was already there, so it's not that big a deal. Via the standing US dollar liquidity swap loan arrangements. Now, what they've done is they've said said, the bank will increase the frequency of seven-day maturity US dollar repo operations from weekly to daily, all right? So something you can only get once a week, you now get every single day. And that's the Bank of England. And here they are. And they've even gone to, so far as to list all of these uh, seven-day swap operations. And, they, and it says that they're going to go till at least the 28th of April. All right? So without even needing to understand what this means, just the fact that the Bank of England has worked over the weekend with the Swiss government, the Swiss central bank, and all those other central banks to do this. Is a It's like a giant water bomber trying to put out the fire. That, this is water bombers dropping fire retardant and water around the edges of the fire to keep it contained. They cannot put it out. It's impossible. They can't put it out yet, at least. They can't stop what's happening. Um, so, okay, listen. For, for most people, this isn't going to make any difference to you immediately in the short term. But for people in the industry, uh, I, I, to me, there's been a, an astonishing lack of um, discussion about this from the estate agency trade press, given the, the ramifications for the moving industry as a whole. Um, and, you know, I, I mean, for a lot of small agents, what should you do differently this morning? Nothing. Carry on. Carry on as you were. Um, you should just be trying to get your deals done. I mean, I would be really prioritizing getting any current agreed deals over the line. I would be, that would be my total focus. Uh, yeah, that Because people who are thinking of moving in and are going to pause it, there's nothing you can do about those guys. The th- people who are very close to moving, and if you're a mover, I suggest the same. If you're close to getting your move done, nothing happening here is a reason to stop your move. I'm talking about home movers, not investors. I, I have no opinion to offer investors in this scenario. But for home movers moving home, nothing that's happening should be stopping your move. 
if, if you're moving home for the reasons of moving home, not for speculative reasons. So you should continue your move, buying or selling, makes no difference. Um, and is this something to be ignored in the scheme of life? No, it's going to have uh, big uh, ramifications for uh, the economy and for interest rates. Um, the Bank of England's rate decision soon, is it this week? I think it's even this week. Um, well, it's really interesting about rate interest rates because no one really knows what's going to happen. Uh, in the Fed, the market is pricing in, it doesn't know. It's like just around zero or between zero and 25 basis point rise. The trouble is, when you've already raised interest rates from 1% or where they were up to 4%, another quarter of a point doesn't make much difference in terms of fighting inflation. But anything that they do do increase is going to further exacerbate the problems on small banks. My gut feel is that the Bank of England is still going to raise rates a quarter of a percent this week because I just get the feeling that, that something is afoot that says, let's get rid of the small banks and let's just leave the big banks in place. I don't like it. That's what feels like it's happening to me. I have no basis for that, for that opinion, by the way. That is just pure, total speculation on my part. So I think, you know, that's why the ECB raised, the European Central Bank raised their interest rates half percent last, last week. The Fed have got to do it this week. The Bank of England will do it this week, I think. I could be wrong, but I just off the top of my head. So, um, uh, just a quick moment on explaining this 17 billion risky bond situation. So, it's uh, this is a story worth telling, actually, because I, I mean I find it fascinating. After the 2008 banking crisis, in order to try to prevent it happening again, these things called additional tier one bonds were created. And they were designed to create a shock absorber effect for a bank's capitalization and liquidity. And what's happened over the weekend is that the Swiss government, who is, by the way, pretty much held a gun to the head of UBS and said, you will buy Credit Suisse. You're buying them. Sorry, you're buying them. And Credit Suisse, uh, UBS didn't want to buy Credit Suisse. I mean, they, they, they are mortal enemies. They're mortal competitors. They always have been. Um, but the Swiss government didn't want anyone else buying their Swiss bank and whatever it contains. So they made UBS do it. But the Swiss bank had to put up another $100 billion to do this. And over the weekend, you can tell a lot of hasty things were done because the only other two options were um, nationalize it, which they didn't want to do. I mean, that, that would have been a, a total proper government bailout of a bank, nationalizing a bank to do a bank bailout, which they didn't want to do. Um, because that would have really sent bigger shockwaves. There are all kinds of reasons why I can see that wasn't an attractive option. The other option is they could have just let it fail. Swiss Credit Suisse fails. Um, or unwind was the word, but it would have been just a total failure because the 45 billion they gave it last week wasn't enough to keep it going. Uh, and what they've done here is a sort of sort of bastard love child of the two. It's a private takeover by a bank that didn't want to take it over for basically pennies, $3 billion. But the, year, the, the Swiss government has had to put up $100 billion of liquidity support. So pay $3 billion for Credit Suisse and we'll give you $100 billion of, of additional support. That's pretty persuasive, I suppose. Um, but what's happened now is that, so uh, as I understand it, there are $270 billion of these 
AT1, additional tier one bonds in existence. And this is the first time they've ever been tested. And on the first test, what was supposed to happen didn't happen, which is that the shareholders of the bank were supposed to take the hit. Um, but the shareholders got some money and these bondholders have been have been left high and dry with nothing. And so what no one knows this morning is, well, what does that mean for the rest of the AT1 bond market? So that that song, who's it, the, the something chiefs, I predict a riot. There is, I mean, this morning, I think the markets have just opened. Yeah, it's eight o'clock. They're just opening now in the UK. Um, I think you're going to see the most turbulent week on the stock markets. And you're also, the other thing you're seeing, by the way, is uh, a lot of government bond yields are dropping because everyone is, all the investors are basically fleeing bank bonds and putting their money into government bonds, which are considered less risky than bank bonds right now. So you'll see government bond yields around the world have fallen. The US two-year treasury bills fallen, uh, and the German ones as well. Now, what are the next banks that could be in line for this? Well, the, the name I hear most often is Deutsche Bank, Germany's bank, the literal biggest bank in Germany, uh, is, is has, has been often mentioned in the same phrase as Credit Suisse, Credit Suisse and Deutsche Bank. Um, so. Um, no predictions for me. I'm making no predictions uh, other than I've been listening to, I mean, I've been up since half past four this morning, listening to the Bloomberg radio and the level of excitement and the interviews I've heard been fascinating and off the charts. And there is anger and there's confusion and no one knows what's going to happen. Uh, and they're all saying it's going to kick off this week. So I don't know what's going to happen, but with the water bombing that's happening, trying to put these wildfires out, you can tell how worried they so they had a chap on the um on radio four this morning on the today program they had a guy who uh is he's chairman of the financial some some uk financial he was the uk chairman of ubs the bank that's just bought credit suisse which i find ironic and he was saying well these are major moves so this should calm everything now everything should be fine now <laughs> i'm sorry the situation itself isn't funny but listening to a man who's clearly been told Go on air, tell them everything's fine. That 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 I just found funny. Right, guys, that was a brief update. Um, if you're moving house, continue with your move. How is this going to affect the housing market? If there is a credit crunch, which is increasingly likely now, as in a, 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 a um, lending gets withdrawn and a shortage of lending, not because I don't want to lend, but because there's a genuine a genuine banking liquidity problem that can lead to a credit crunch, which is less lending. If there's less lending, that tends to accelerate price falls. Tends to, doesn't always. Um, we're going into the most uncertain phase of global economic and financial and banking and housing and assets situation that, certainly in my lifetime, certainly in my lifetime, we're going into, uh, uh, I mean, it is now being widely discussed as a financial crisis by the by, the, by Bloomberg and Reuters uh, and those kind of guys. They're, they're not even pretending anymore. They go, yeah, it's, it's a financial crisis. It just hasn't played out yet. Um, but move home. Move home. There's, there's nothing there that stops you moving home. If, you're, if, you, if you need to move home because you need to move home, not for financial reasons, move home, definitely. Um, if you're an agent watching this, it doesn't change anything. It's just good to know. Um, because you might see some change in the behaviour of your investor, buyers or sellers. Uh, 
uh, I would expect to see that. And it's just handy to have a background of what's happening because it's very complicated what's happening. Complicated and confusing and a bit overwhelming. And what I hope I've done this morning is just give you a little bit of a, a kind of overview in plain English as to what's happening. But let me finish by saying this. No one's savings are at risk. Can't say the same about pensions. Because all this money, all this bond money, is people, it's, it's, it's massive funds, it's massive pension funds and stuff. I mean, it's not, it doesn't mean pensions are at risk. It just means that our pension performance might not be so good. The pension fund performance might not be so good. But people's savings, your savings are not at risk. right? There, there's no one I know who's worried about their savings. I know plenty of people who've got lots of money saved in the bank. Um, you don't have to worry about moving your savings around. Um, if, if my word is not enough to, to reassure you, there's no reason why it should be, then just remember, if, you, if you've got more than £85,000 in one bank, spread it to another bank with a different license number. So make sure it's not part of the same banking group. Otherwise, you won't be covered more than 85 grand. Um, so make sure if you have to spread it, because it's more than 85,000 between different accounts, make sure it's between different banks with different license numbers. But guys, you don't need to. It's honestly, saving savers deposits are not at risk. Wouldn't worry about it. Wouldn't worry about it. Um, but the bank, don't get me wrong. There are some, there's some, I mean, they're talking about in the US, hundreds of banks now, uh, hundreds of small regional banks now in trouble because of people panicking and taking their money out and putting them into bigger banks when they didn't need to. Um, do we have any questions? Uh, da, 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 da. Morning, Ian Buchanan. Thank you for always saying good morning. Richard Baker, hi. <laughs> No, Richard Baker, I haven't seen the guff in the Guardian right with this one about prices up 4%. That's hilarious. I'll have a look. I haven't had a chance to check that out yet. Um, I have to do a guff debunk, I suppose. Morning, Catherine. Kevin Helton says, we really are just puppets on the string. <laughs> I can see that point. Um, anyone got any questions? Otherwise, I'm going to call it. Um, I will check out the right move asking prices and talk about that later. But again, guys, just remember, asking prices do not equal actual prices. Okay? Um, and, yeah, I'll come back to it. I'll come, come back to you on that. Right, guys. Have a great day. Happy Monday. See you on the next one. Bye-bye.